0: any way that is critical limiting and that voice in your head that creates
1: doubt that's the negative aspect of ego right and so for those who are feelers or you know what does ego feel like like if you could describe it as a feeling like so we could identify when it's ego. like what does it feel like it feels like a stop Ooh, yeah it feels really heavy yeah it's like you (laughs) slam on the brakes and you stop and it's
0: Hi, I'm Andrea Neville. And
1: I'm Jessica Paschke.
0: We are two mediums whose spiritual experiences have been quite the adventure. We've discovered that sometimes the adventure is wonderful and unexpected, and sometimes it's downright uncomfortable.
1: Join us as we chat about our own adventures and answer your questions about spirit, giving you specific tools and practices you can use to bring clarity and connection into your everyday life. Welcome to Adventures with Spirit. Welcome back. We're going
0: to continue our questions and answers for this month because we had so many great questions we couldn't fit them all into one episode.
1: So many. <laughs> so
0: thank you. And first topic up today is dreams. One listener was saying, Jessica, that uh, they're starting to get dreams where part of the dream comes true in real life. And sometimes almost immediately after they wake up, here's the caveat. Much of the dreams are fear-based and they've been trying consciously to reduce the fear in their life. So they want to know what do they do when things show up subconsciously that's out of their control and how do they have happier dreams and happier manifestations? What are your thoughts?
1: Ooh, well, you know, I'm a firm believer that dreams bring up what we need to look at. And so I wouldn't want to bypass them and just make happier dreams and happier manifestations, right? I would want to really sit with the dreams that are fear-based and say, what is my subconscious trying to tell me, right? What is maybe even spirit trying to tell me and then kind of unpack it, right? Dreaming is so fascinating and it's a whole nother episode. We say that all the time, but it really is. But, you know, even if part of the dream comes true in real life, it doesn't mean the whole dream is going to come true in real life, right? Because we're waking up remembering parts of things, right? Like I dream vividly, right? And last night I, I woke up so early this morning because I couldn't go back to sleep because I had your a dream. Re- bizarre dream and i just couldn't get settled again and every time i closed my eyes i would see the dream it's like a movie right do i believe that this dream was going to come true not at all but i do believe that it was a stress dream because I'm, I, you I understand know, that yep being holiday season and such and and that it was a manifestation of my stress and because of that i just quit trying to sleep It was going to happen And I went into my office and I meditated instead, right? Treating the root cause. Hopefully tonight will be a better night for sleep. That's a good approach to, you know, the meditate to treat the root cause. I like that. Yeah. To treat the root cause. So I would say, don't try and make yourself have happier dreams because it's never going to work. And what (laughs) is happy anyway? I mean, really? Right. Because it's subjective. Your dreams are trying to tell you something. Yes. There we go. Maybe journal about them, write about them, spend some time with the ones that really trigger you. If, if you're having a repeating dream, ask yourself, you know, where in my life am I stressed? You know, where am I holding tension? What can I do to help myself relax before I go to sleep? What needs to be seen or what needs to come out? And can I do that in my waking hours rather than my dreaming hours? So I think, I think I would start there. Andrea, do you have anything else to add? The only thing else that catches my attention is the part of the
0: dream that's coming true in real life. I'd be curious. I would pay attention. What is coming true in real life? And what is that implying in itself? Because there is the information is what is coming true almost immediately. So is that a place of hope and growth? Is it a place of... Uh, you said triggers fear for you. And if it does, you need to look at that from another vantage point. I think it's like
1: breadcrumbs, right? Yes. The part that may be coming true in real life is the breadcrumb that leads you to why you're having the dream in the first place. To the subconscious work that needs to be done. Yes. So So
0: yes. Good question. Thank you. Thank Mm. you. All right. Here, we get a lot of questions about spirit and how spirit works. I love this question, I have to tell you. I love all the questions, but I love this question. So Jessica, the question is, I can't help but wonder, this is what is stated, why you and other authors in books I have read on similar subjects refer to adventures with spirit and not the plural spirits. So let's explain that.
1: Isn't that, I know, brilliant. Well, this is where grammar goes out the window. So (laughs) the plural is actually spirit believe it or not. <laughs> so, yes. And the singular is actually spirits, even though English w- would tell you otherwise. <laughs> but um, so spirit is like the whole, the collective, the one, right? Is that a good way of saying it? Yes. It's very good. So when we say spirit, it's the whole thing, all the of it. whole thing, all mm-hmm. of it, us, them, energetic being, all of it. It's all of it. Right. And, and spirits are the specific facets. So spirits could be your spirit guide. They could be angels. They could be crossed over loved ones. They could be, you know, all, all of the different facets that are part of the whole.
0: So spirit is your plural. Spirits is your individual. So yeah, great. Question. Okay. Another one, you know, how you see orbs in photos <laughs> and we've seen those, right? So this mm-hmm. question is, have you ever seen a spirit appear in a photo in the form of light, such as an orb? And is it just lighting in the angle of the camera or is it something else? It depends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) Okay. I live, I live on the ocean. Um, Usually live, we move a lot, but it's usually on the water. And I love taking pictures of the sun and the water in the sky. And I'm, I'm obsessed with it. If you look at my iPhone and if the sun is at the right angle at the right time of the day on the water, it will produce an orb. And I know that. I know that it is the sun because it is like, I pull the camera down from the sun. It's not there. I move it around and the orb stays in kind of the same spot, right? It's it's the reflection of the thing. More on that in a minute. Then there are moments where it is definitely not a light, (laughs) like it is not the sun or it's not something else reflecting off. And I often see those For myself in in videos so i have a soul tarot class that i run a tarot class that i run and one of the free videos before you know that you can log in for before talking about how to pick a deck or something whatever when i was recording it i did not see that right i did not see anything happening in my video at all when i was recording when we went to upload it and people were watching it, it was like on fire. There were like things zooming around and lights all over the place. And so that would be spirit. One, because I call in my spirit guides every time I record. So they were having a field day with it. But two, it wasn't there when I recorded, right? It wasn't there when when the picture was happening. It 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 showed up when I was looking at the recorded version, not the live version. Now, this doesn't mean that the green orb can't represent a message from spirit right just because it's the sun reflecting something if you think of your grandmother guess what it's probably your grandmother (laughs) you know (laughs) like just because the sun right just because the sun did it doesn't still mean it's not something from spirit you know
0: i would just say that because i know you're going to agree with this because i know you see so well but when people show me photos of orbs i can usually not all the time but most of the time sense. What type of spirit energy
1: is in that orb? Right, or if it's just a an reflection. orb right, a reflection,
0: right. exactly. Yeah.
1: So, so not every orb is going to be something, but tune into your intuition and mm-hmm. see what comes up for you, and that would be my response. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So, this is a whole nother episode. I know we say that all the time, but we're going to answer the question with just a general understanding. Okay, so. How do spiritual dimensions work or the planes of existence? I know you should see Jessica's face and how they relate to our human everyday life. Great question, by the way. So good. But it's such a big big loaded question. So how do the spiritual dimensions work? Planes of existence. How do they relate to our human
1: everyday life? Okay. So for those of you who aren't familiar about spiritual dimensions or plane of existence, can we just pause for a second and chat about that? I don't even know how to start. Okay. So. (laughs) <laughs> we exist on a certain plane, right? And some people believe that there are other dimensions, other realms, other whatever that exist simultaneously. It's not linear. They don't go up in nature. It's not like the higher is better or whatever. They're just different. I kind of view them as like rings, right? Like circles. Okay. And these planes of existence have different beings on them. So in terms of Andrea and ours work, the dimensions I'm about to talk about relate to to what we do as as mediums, but there's other ways to define them. So the dimension that we exist as humans in the physical universe is is the physical universe. That's what we're in, hanging Mm -hmm. out, recording this podcast. We are in the physical universe. But a different dimension would be the astral dimension, right? This is like maybe something, this is where you might've gone in your dreams or if you've had a past life regression or a life between life regression. Some people with near-death experiences go to the astral dimension, this could be the place where we're reunited with our loved ones, our pets, our guides, but we don't have like physical bodies in this dimension, right? It's, it's not like the physical dimension here. We don't have bodies and we may travel. Like I said, we may travel there in our dreams or soul journeys or meditations or whatnot. So that's the astral dimension. You'll hear astral travel, right? That's what it's talking about. You're going, you're leaving your body and going somewhere else, right? Right. Yes. And a lot of people practice that actually. And, and now you know where they're going intentionally yep. right mm-hmm. now. You know where they're going. The etheric dimension is another dimension. I don't want to say the next dimension. It's just another dimension. And this is the dimension that we reincarnate from, right? Like this would be the one where we're like getting ready to go down the chutes. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me a body. You know? <laughs> right. And then there's a the spiritual dimension, right? Sort of this, I don't know, classic image of where we go after we die like Mm -hmm. a lounge (laughs) hanging out hanging out hey spirit guide how are you doing enjoying (laughs) the music
0: there's some amazing music by the way you know
1: and um yeah kind of where people hang out and like you know talk about like higher level things i guess Uh, you you know i imagine like the ascended masters and like the spirit guides and everyone like hanging out having like these really amazing conversations about everything (laughs) Yeah. I just chilling like some really cool club. (laughs) When you said lounge, it made me think of that. And I said music, but I can't call I need to be
0: specific. I can't call it music. It's sound. So I'm translating it to our word of
1: music, but it's a sound that is indescribable. Right. And then there's the celestial dimension, which is what we think of as like the angelic realm. Now, those are how Andrea and I move in and out of those things, right? Because that's who the beings we're in contact with the most, I would say, right, Andrea, come from these dimensions. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay? I agree. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other interpretations of the dimensions. So you may have heard of like 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, all the way up to 9D. That's another way to explain it. That's another two-hour conversation um, (laughs) someday. But for now... You know, think of it like the physical universe where we are in our bodies, the astral, the etheric, the spiritual, and the celestial. Now, how does this relate to our everyday human life? Probably not a ton. I, I don't. I don't. I hate to say that, but when I'm connecting, I don't sit and be like, "And now I'm in the astral dimension." No, I'm connecting to the etheric. Like I don't. I don't consciously think of that, though. I guess I suppose maybe. I think they're great names to help us understand a topic that's really hard to understand. And we're just trying to put words to it, don't yeah. you think?
0: And, and right. And in, in our everyday life and in our work, I think that we're going, if we want to talk to an angel, we're connecting to angels, but the angels, the, the beings in each dimension are reaching out to us as we reach up. So that's it's, right. So they're meeting us in the middle. Right. And it's yeah. not a one-sided, there needs to be an agreement. Right between the two, mm-hmm. between us and whomever, I would say. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Jessica. And good question. Like I said, that is a whole, we need to think about doing that as an episode. So here's another one. We get, you know, we get some about empath and spirit guide questions, which we've talked about in other episodes. So let's start with a specific question about the dial exercise that you shared with us in episode two, which was, oh, I'm sorry, three, the empath episode. Mm, and yeah. the Yeah. Which is great. A great exercise. So the question is after I use the dial exercise in the empath episode, it feels good, but then I have to go back to my day and I get pulled out of the groundedness. What do I do? Okay.
1: First of all, the dial exercise isn't about grounding. It's about turning the volume down on your empathic gifts so that when you do go out, you're not picking up everything from everyone in every place. Okay. So it's not a grounding exercise. It's about a softening or like just turning the volume down so that you can function and move through the world in a healthy way, which means if you're doing the dial exercise and it feels good, cause it will, it will turn down that noise. And then you go into your day. It's not that you're getting pulled out of groundedness. It was that you hadn't grounded before. <laughs> so, and then the volume whips back up and you receive all the information. So the solution to this is ground before you do the dial exercise, get grounded separately, then do the dial exercise in the empath episode. And then if you go out and you find that volume turning up, that means you just need to ground again a little bit more. And there's different ways you can do that on the run and turn the volume down again. So ways to ground holding, you know, putting grounding crystals in your pockets, your bra? That would be me. I'll take off my bra at night. <laughs> Maybe TMI, and a rock will fall out of it. <laughs> like, like, I know oh, yeah, people I was living in there. I know people who
0: walk around like that, and I did not know that you were one of them. So now I know. <laughs> on on bad
1: days, <laughs> I'll take it out and things. My husband will know how bad the day is by like the number of rocks that drop when I go to put my pajamas on. um so, but, you know, you could do that. You could put regular rocks in your pockets. You could just step aside, like in off to the side where it's quiet and just do a quick ground, like rooting grounding exercise. And we've talked about that in previous episodes, how to ground and some easy ways to do that if you can't get outside. And and I would just, you know, grounding is really interesting. If you aren't used to the practice of grounding, you are going to get pulled out of it. Right. And so you just have to make the yeah. intention of checking in and just pulling yourself back in, and as soon you'll find that you don't you don't get pulled out so much, right? yeah really good point, Jessica. That's
0: important. You don't ground one and done no, especially not in the beginning and even seasoned grounders sometimes you need to go back in and say, let me just
1: firm that up a little mm-hmm. I advise my students Andrea and I teach a class on on grounding, and I suggest in that class that you ground you know, set a timer. You know, set one for the morning so you check in, set one for lunchtime so you check in, set one for the evening, and then set one before you go to bed. You may not need to ground all of those times, but it's reminding you to check in with yourself and to see where you're at. That's a great idea. I like that one.
0: Thank you, Jessica.
1: You're welcome. We had some spirit guide classes. We were just talking about classes and I teach a bunch of spirit guide classes on how Mm -hmm. to connect and such. And There were questions that we got that tie into a lot of the questions that I hear out in Facebook land or in in my classes, things like, oh, my guides told me I couldn't be in charge of my own life until or these mandates on having to do everything your guides say. And there were a lot of inquiries on how to follow the advice that you get from your guides from our spirit guide episode. For example, someone asked, I realize I'm getting guidance from spirit. And I know the rule of thumb is to act on it immediately. What if I can't act on it immediately? Should I still drop everything? If that's what spirits wants me to do, like a multi-day project, they're asking, do I just drop everything into it? Uh, Lots of thoughts. So I know we're
0: big on saying there's no right or wrong way it's what works for you but I think there's a right or wrong in this and
1: (laughs) (laughs) so I I laugh because usually I'm like there's no wrong or right right, way there's a wrong or right way
0: yes (laughs) which I actually went over which we talked about in the spirit God episode and that is that no you have free will you don't have to do anything none of us have to do anything right then there is no rule of thumb that says drop everything and get busy absolutely not that is giving away your, your autonomy. It really is
1: everything. Every time I got, I'm a creative flow monster. Like ideas would drop in and I keep a little notebook, like a Mm -hmm. little field book. And I write my ideas in for classes and things like that. But there's classes that I, I still have not been able to get to. I have gotten the download. I know what needs to be in them from my spirit guides, but I'm human and that mm-hmm. is sacred too. And I have, and, and I can't drop everything and do what they want me to do at that moment. I know for you, Andrea, that was this podcast, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you yes. knew that they've been after you for a while for to do a couple, this, but- yeah,
0: for a few years. Honestly, mm-hmm. for a few years. And I ignored them at 100%. <laughs> I outright said, I'm ignoring you. And then it got to a point where. They brought it, because see, I didn't do it, which is fine. You don't have to do it. It'll come back around. And it was coming at me from 10 different ways every single day. And it was now. And then I used my free will to say, okay, now. And I threw it up. Actually, we threw
1: it up. Well, yeah, but at the the moment you were ready, right? But I was ready for the year or whatever you weren't. Yeah. I was ready to say yes.
0: So free will, your choice. And if you, if anyone feels like you're getting guidance from your spirit guides that telling you now Or then that is not from your
1: spirit guides. No, that is, that's from yourself. That's not, that's from yourself. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, but it is not unusual y'all to hear things like this or think things like this either. Right. And it really ties into this question that you just brought up in all the areas we've chatted about in this Q, these Q and A episodes is, you know, how do I know it's spirit and not just me? right? Uh, because that is a huge question. Point question. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my spirit guide class, they're like, well, how do I know I'm not just making it up? And I know it's probably a whole episode onto itself, but I really think it's worth addressing because time okay. and time again, the idea of trust comes up. How do I trust? How do I know? And it's a totally legitimate question and one that we both Big asked one. ourselves constantly over the years.
0: No, I don't think you can do, you can start a spiritual relationship with your team you know or spirit in your life without having that trust issue come up. It's mm-hmm. just part of it. So I think in order for us to even start this, I have to start with the vocabulary lesson. Agreed. Because it, yeah, it needs to be clear uh, before we, you know, break it all apart. So there's really three specific terms that you'll hear tossed around in in this area of trust and and connecting with spirit and that's ego, higher self and spirit. And Let's remember spirit. <laughs> dirty word.
1: I laugh because I don't feel like it's a dirty word. I, oh, yeah. But how, let's talk about ego. How would you define ego?
0: <laughs> ego can be defined as the personal part of ego and the part that's outside of yourself. So it's the part that limits you and it's the part that motivates you, right? And those, that's what you want to keep in balance. Yeah. So then what is higher self? That's your soul, mm-hmm. right? That's the higher aspect of yourself that has chosen you and teamed up with you to do this life.
1: Mm-hmm. And then last, we kind of touched on this, but what a spirit
0: spirit is everything that exists in this universe. That's to support you
1: mm-hmm. really,
0: you know, so spirit guides, guides, teachers, loved ones, ascended masters, beings, I could go on and on.
1: Yeah. It's outside of yourself. So then let's go back then. So now we know what those terms mean. Let's start back with ego and I do want to say that ego isn't bad. It serves a purpose. So let's talk a little bit about the positive side of ego first.
0: Mm -hmm. So ego gets you up in the morning. It gives you the drive that you need to accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. It's the part of you that says actually yes or no. Cause sometimes ego is the no that's discernment, you know, that, that keeps you Safe, whatever that means to you.
1: Yeah, and then how does it show up? Because a lot of people think of it as a negative term. So how does it show up, maybe in a, le- a less positive way? Yeah. Uh, when it okay, so when it blocks you from
0: spirit, okay, that that's the main thing right there. When it blocks you from spirit because it is telling you that you can't trust yourself, telling you that you don't deserve to have you know, this type of life where you are connected to all that, the support that's in the universe, any way that is critical limiting and that voice in your head that creates doubt, that's the negative aspect of ego.
1: Right. And so for those who are feelers or, you know, what does ego feel like? Like if you could describe it as a feeling, like, so we could identify when it's ego. like, what does it feel like? It feels like a stop. Ooh. Yeah. It feels really heavy. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> like a slam sunk. on
0: the brakes and you stop. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, for me, probably for a lot of other people, when I'm about to step into the something new or exciting, it's that part of me that says, stop. You don't want to do that. Eh, you don't have time for that. You don't have energy for that. That is. where you is, to think? <laughs> yes. That is the human <laughs> ego limiting me. If mm-hmm. I you know, you hear about ego in the spiritual world all the time because they say you want to let go of ego. It's impossible to let go of ego. Impossible. Just, it's impossible. impossible.
1: You-, you are a human, a soul having a human experience. You're going to have ego. Yep.
0: So you want to you have to. So you want to find a healthy relationship and try to have a balanced ego. It takes yeah. practice. Yeah. It takes work. It's not doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't.
1: And ego is very different from higher self. So I've heard from a lot of crossover loved ones who describe the higher self as like, oh, I had a session the other day. It was like, I'm April, but more than April. Like that's how they were trying to describe their higher self, the crossover loved example. ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm April, but I'm more than and April, you know, it's us and more. Mm-hmm. And they were showing me it as if it was like trying to fit into a shoe like uh, the very tip of their soul fits into the shoe and we are the shoe our body is a shoe so there's so much more to us than what's just in this body right i think sometimes people think when i incarnate i completely disconnect from wherever i was and i completely go in fully into my body and i'm off where that isn't true it's called our higher self there's part of us who stays I guess, for lack of a better term, up there, right, <laughs> wherever up is, or right. out, or right, or left, or wherever. Watch, I'm going to cross over and find in out with the realms? left realms. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just find out to le- the left, um, But, but there's part of us who's still there, and that's our higher self. Yes.
0: No, I think that's. I mean, that's a great way. When I'm working in the Akashic Records, I have the great privilege of seeing each person's soul. Sometimes I see them. Sometimes I feel them. I am always awed and humbled by that moment. And what I'm seeing is the truth of the person. And that's held in the soul. And the soul is all of you and more and is the one that chose you as the perfect vehicle for this experience. You are so chosen. And your soul is the one really that's figuring it all out with you. So when you need help, ask your higher self because they know they came up with the plan. You together,
1: you, you figured it out. So if our ego feels like a stop or like a thunk, what mm-hmm. does your higher self feel like? Like, how do you know? What does that feel like? For me, it feels like, it's those places where those epiphanies come. Like, yes, that's Aha. what I was thinking. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know, like, ah, moments. Whoa! I just saw something with a whole like, like, woo! It's <laughs> such know? a higher
0: perspective, right? And understanding. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's that you know where we talked about ego. The higher self is the thing that says, "Keep going. We've got this. We can do this."
1: And I think, in order to connect to your higher self, you have to hold space for it, though, and yes, be intentional about intentional. it. One of the things I teach in my soul journaling class that I offer over on my website is how to use journaling to connect to your higher soul, to connect mm-hmm. to your, whether you call it your higher soul, your inner voice, whatever you call it. Right. Um, because I find journaling gets the the ego to settle down for a second. And it allows us to write kind of our way around the ego so we can tap into that into that inner voice also meditation don't you think like meditation is good and i know i also in my
0: living and spiritual alignment level two mm-hmm. uh, we actually just it was the last class maybe we did we did a meditation and a journey to meet our higher selves oh, and i love so, that yes each person had the opportunity to do that and then we for some, you know, we'll learn automatic writing and connect that way. For mm-hmm. others, then it is just a journaling of the experience. But one thing I just want to say, I, I won't go on, but your higher self holds all the knowledge that you need in this lifetime and the energy that you need to complete it. So ask. I love that. Ask. So, if so we've got ego. Yep. We got higher self. So Jessica. Jessica. What's yeah. the different info or, or what, what are the different forms that, uh, spirit feels, you know, what does that feel like to you? What is it? Cause spirit is, we're saying
1: it's the third thing. Right. So spirit for me is like spirit guides, angels, ascended master crossed over loved ones. Like it's that wisdom bank. <laughs> Oh, that I like collective that. of wisdom, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That we can tap into ourselves. So it's not my ego. It's not my higher self because we're a facet of spirit. Right. So it's not like, I don't want to say it's external, but it's an additional experience, right? It's an extension, a not we it's say extension, extension, right? So it's like, I'm reaching out to a specific facet that isn't my higher self for more additional information and wisdom on how to move through something. That's how I feel spirit is. Right, and they're here to support me and back too. Like, so they're like my backup team, right? Spirit is my backup team,
0: and so there's a relationship there. There's a relationship
1: there. Yep, and it feels like buzzy, high vibrational, like buzzy, dizzy chills, goosebumps. Yeah, it just, it just, and it varies, but based on what facet of spirit I'm connecting to at the time. But it, it just feels like light, (laughs) the best I can describe
0: it. Yeah, no, so what is some of the different information that would come because you said, you know, the wisdom, which I like from spirit Mm. versus higher self. I know we've kind of covered
1: that, but if you can just put it in one or two words, maybe. Mm. I think higher self holds like your intentions for this incarnation, right? Um, it's going to hold information about soul lessons and contracts and different Mm -hmm. things. You want to come here, why you wanted to come here, what's happening how you're moving through the world okay mm-hmm. spirit is going to hold wisdom that is outside of your current experience or your past life experiences right like spirit is going to hold additional insight an additional perspective on it and neither is better than the other they are different they are different and We're each both here for you them- yeah, both here for you and brings different insight into the situation. So, so I often joke that like I tune in, I sit down with my ego and I tune into my higher self and end up saying hello to spirit. Like, you know, they sort of all gonna love that. One.
0: I'm <laughs> going to remember that next time I have to sit down with my ego. Um, <laughs> so, Jessica, I'm going to ask you another thing. What are your thoughts on learning how to tell the difference or trusting what's coming through? That's
1: a big one, I know, but well, honestly trust i think it's about in order to trust what you're getting and what's coming through you really have to practice and be intentional about it right and and we chatted a little bit about this in a previous episode when we were talking about the daily ritual that we both go through right grounding clearing and protecting our energy that's like the first step it's like opening up that pathway right and the more that you practice and the more that you play with it the more you're gonna feel or know or see the difference between the three, right? And sometimes that's gonna mean you fall flat on your face when you think one is the other, (laughs) but you learn, right? You learn. So some days you're gonna follow your ego thinking it's your higher self. And then you're gonna look back and be like, oh, was well, not that interesting? <laughs> that was not where I <laughs> thought that was going to go. That took a wrong and, turn. <laughs> that took a wrong turn. And we all still do that. You're not going to be perfect. Like we fall into our ego all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and and because it doesn't go away. And and sometimes the most helpful information exists in our ego when we in those moments. It's yes. like, wow, I just learned so much about myself. That's, that's a good point. It's a good point, Jessica.
0: And I love the way that you said that. The The other thing for me would be, if it is not your ego, if it is your higher self or other spirit, it will be positive, it will be supportive, uh, it may be firm, it may be motivating in the way that it's brought through, it doesn't always have to be gentle, but it will never
1: be feel harmful or feel too uncomfortable. Yeah, it won't. I mean, they may make you uncomfortable, but it won't be telling you to do harm to yourself right. or harm you, to other people. Right. The, the information is going to be coming from a place of love, right? right? So yes. we can lovingly get a stern talking to you, Oh, I get that my, all the time. But it's still coming from a place of, of love and choice. We have a choice, right? We have a choice whether or not we're gonna follow it, whether or not we're gonna listen to it. And our ego will tell us that we don't have that choice. So that's a really yes, great way. That's of, a good
0: one. That's and, and practice and listen, write down what you are perceiving for yourself or receiving, write it down and then go back and see, did that seem to be after the fact, right? Did it work out? Was it helpful and positive? Was it a little more challenging and maybe stepping you more into ego? And then just that way you would learn to trust yourself by seeing it in front of you.
1: Yep, yeah, I agree. And use your discernment. I agree. So there you have it. There you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. As always, please feel free to submit more questions. We'll be doing this episode, you know, an episode similar like this down the road, answering yep. uh, all the questions that have come your, your questions way. were phenomenal. Thank you so much. We just want to say, you know, it's the end of the year, right? It's the end of the year. I'm about and to say uh, happy new year, which is
0: crazy.
1: Yeah, I love it though. So here's our little tidbit of advice as we close this year up and start the new one. Make some space to reflect, Mm. make some space to reflect, to digest everything that's going on, that went on, that happened. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be hours. Just even, you know, just write down some things you're grateful for, write down some challenges you've had, jot down things that you'd like to see more of in your life next year. It doesn't have to be anything structured, but take a few moments to reflect at the end of the year about how the year went and, and where you'd like to see it go um, moving into the new year, you know, what do you want to feel more of? I want to feel more joy. That's Mm. mine. What do you want to feel more of? Less doubt. Oh, that's a good one. Less doubt. More confidence. Mm -hmm.
0: But I do, Mm -hmm. I want to say, you made me think of this, Jessica, everybody, listen, everybody, listen, (laughs) speaking of (laughs) yourself, (laughs) all the people, all the people, (laughs) you, everything that's going on in this world right now, you already know about you already signed up for it, and you have everything you need to manage it. And what I mean by that is your higher self knows that you're perfect in all of your ways, right? Your good ways, your challenging ways, anything. You're the perfect person to move through this. So know that about yourself and have some fun with it. Doesn't mean it's always fun, but check it out. Like, why is this happening? How does it help me?
1: That's a great point. You know, you're worthy and you're lovable because you are. Just because you are. Even to near with this expectation that we have to, like, oh, it's January. Now I have to change everything I don't like about myself and make myself better. And y'all, you're perfect as you are, just yes. like Andrea said. And just, you know, move into January with some self love. Yes. Right? Right? right. just, hey, you know, I might be a little bit more squishy. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. You are the perfect light to come onto this planet. So thank you for joining all of the rest of us here and sharing your light with us. Take care and
1: happy new year. Happy new year. Thanks for being a part of today's adventure with spirit. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. We'd love it if you left a review. Visit our website at adventureswithspirit.com
0: to find out more information and submit a question for the chance to be
1: featured in a future episode. Like what you heard? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Andrea Neville Psychic Medium and at Intuitive by the Sea for more inspiring content. Here's to being adventurous.